Hello everybody, welcome to Christchurch at Home. I am Jack. And I'm Emily. And we are Explorer Leaders and we're here with some of our lovely, amazing Year 6s who have actually just left Explorers and gone up to Pathfinders. But before they disappear, we thought we'd involve them in today's service. So girls, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Thea. Oh, hi, I'm Beth. That went like clockwork, didn't it, everybody? Great. Thea and Beth, you've been doing some work in school, like online and on Teams and all sorts. So, Beth, do you want to tell us how you found doing school and stuff online? Uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. It's like um, the teacher's not checking in in my work, which is a bit like, I don't know, really. I'm just doing it all on paper, but I have like that big, just full of my work. <laughs> and what kind of work have you been doing? Um, Just like... The usual it's a little bit easier than usual but it's like i know it's just like uh easy questions like division questions times questions i love you think division is easy <laughs> that is a bold bold statement so is it easier or harder than sats i don't know i haven't done sats Oh yeah, that's a fair point. Neither have I actually. We don't do SATs in Wales and I grew up in Wales. So I've never, I'd never done a SATs paper until, wait for this, two weeks ago when I thought, I wonder if I could do a SATs paper. So I just did one one afternoon. <laughs> thought it was worth it. Theo, what kind of stuff have you been doing at home? Have you been doing like online lessons? Have you been doing like homeschooling stuff? Um, so we did our first online lesson tester today and just did a bit of English together um, and watched a clip and we've been sent timetables home and print so we can print stuff out and do the work like that and then some of the stuff like the English that we do on Word or PowerPoint or something we'll just email to the teachers and they can check it. So <laughs> are you going to go back to school at any point soon? No idea. Really? Does it feel weird to have ended year six like at this? Like to have not, to maybe not go back to like your primary school again? How does that feel? Yes, it feels so weird. I was so excited to do um, the end of year play, to do, I'm even kind of excited to do sat. I don't really know. It's not like that big a deal to do sats. I don't know. <laughs> I was, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of annoying though that we won't uh, do any of that. But, you know, it's not like we missed out on anything life-changing. So. <laughs> so, yeah, what about you? Oh, yeah, it's not, I don't really like it. I wanted to do the play and do all the fun stuff because after stats, you don't really have to do any work. You can just, like, have fun and actually say goodbye, a proper goodbye. But then we won't do that now. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Um, so we have a video of some of our explorers um, and who are going to tell us a bit about what they've been up to during lockdown. was a great video wasn't it uh, if you've just joined us welcome to Christchurch at home the service is starting at 10 o'clock so you've still got time to go and get a biscuit and do share this service with your friends um talking about friends 
Thea, Beth, while we've been in lockdown, have you been able to like go and see any friends? Have you like, how have you been finding it? What have you been doing? Thea, why don't you start? What have you been like, how have you been filling your time while you've been in lockdown? Um, so we've watched lots of films and we've actually run out of films to watch. Um, gone on lots of family walks and all together we've spent a lot more time with family, which has been really nice. Um, we've been doing lots of baking and yeah, I've gone on walks with friends as well. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And Beth, what have you been doing? Uh, I don't know, I've forgotten. Oh, I've been painting my doll's house because I really want to um, make it look really nice so I can sell it. <laughs> it's not really plug. If anybody wants to buy Beth's doll's yeah. house, <laughs> it will be on eBay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can we like edit that bit out by any chance? I mean, we could definitely edit it out, but I think it's very funny, so I think we should definitely keep it in. <laughs> and I might even keep this bit in. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, have you, have you met up with any friends, Beth? Have you done anything like, have you been on lots of walks? So, what have you been doing apart from painting a doll's house, or has that been your whole existence for the last three months? So, I've also been meeting up with my friends a few times, and we went um, for. Oh. We've been sw I've been swimming uh, in the lake with my friends. I have been. I did a bit of. I did quite a lot of um, uh, painting at the start of quarantine, but since it's gone on, I haven't really done as much. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Because I had a big project, but now I've forgotten what it was. So. Was it training rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Was, I'm trying to think. Um, I did something. Oh, oh yes. So I did these like um, I got a got a template of some butterflies and drew over them and made like those of hanging butterflies on my ceiling. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. so I did. I've done that. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and obviously, we're at the end of your time at Explorers. Isn't that sad, Emily? Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> We're going to miss our year sixes. What has been the best part about being an explorer? So for all of the little ones, oh, the year twos who are coming up to be year threes, what is the best thing about being an explorer? The leaders are all really nice. So not, We paid not, you £30 to say that, so thank you. <laughs> no, not these two, Andre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I've had so many really nice leaders. Um, and I've made a lot of more friends in Explorers. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's been really good. Awesome. Thea, what about you? What are you going to miss about Explorers? Um, well, the same. I really, uh, all the leaders are really nice and kind and funny. Um, and uh, the games and XPC. Yeah, because obviously you can't go to XPC anymore as well. That's loads of fun as well. Yeah. It's just so weird for it to all end like this for you guys. But you will always be able to say that you were the guys who finished primary school one in lockdown. You were the people who finished your time in primary school during all of this strange time. Great. I think for the people who've just joined us, hello. 
nice to see you. We're just showing some of our amazing year sixes. Um, and we're going to watch a video from some of our other explorers now, all about what they've been doing in lockdown. So let's watch that. Great video, so nice to see what all of our explorers are up to over lockdown. Um, now Beth and Thea, you've now moved up to Pathfinders, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in Pathfinders um, and what you're look, looking forward to doing um, in the group? And are the leaders really, really scary like I've been told? Um, so yeah, I went to Pathfinders and we did an escape room where we had to save George George Watkinson from somewhere in London. Please, Pathfinders, please come and find me quickly. And we had to solve lots of problems and uh, questions, and it was really fun. And there were four, four teams, and we had to do it the who could do it the quickest. Did you did you escape? Did you manage to to save George? Yes, we did. Thank you, Pathfinders. Those clingy church wardens. Say la vie. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Pathfinders. Best making best best change direction, which means I can't quite see her because the light's behind her. Oh, sorry. No, don't worry at all. Beth, have you been to? We're going all around the, the powerhouse. I love it. Um, Beth, have you been to any of the Pathfinder sessions? I've been. I, I think I've been to the first one. Was that because that was the one that I was at, and I'm the best? Sure, we can say that. <laughs> 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 or just not that's fine um yeah that do, you was... any, do you remember anything about that's our first session i remember janet did the talk and there was some worship and there was well i'm trying to think what else did we do in our first session emily i can't remember alex did um, quite a fun game oh, yeah, they did the charades beth do you remember the charades where he did different pixar films i i i remember getting things from my house like and i won the like uh, something that begins with P, um, with O. What was it? An owl. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. Where? Sorry, how did you get an owl? Oh, I have like a little uh, hot water bottle owl next. To me. Oh right, oh. I thought I thought you were going to say you just came in with a snowy owl. <laughs> <laughs> me and Emily had to play that game because Simon decided it was a good idea to do as a staff team, and we can. And it was me and Emily down versus each other, and we had to find an egg cup. And I, neither of us could find an egg cup. And then what was the other thing we had to find, Emily? I can't remember. Was it something like Zed? Oh, it was something horrendous what? like that, but neither of us did it. Beth, did you say you had to find a live animal? Yeah, no, apparently you had to find a live animal. Oh, we did actually, didn't we? Yeah, because I won that one because I found Alfie. I don't know how uh, Beth knows that. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> 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 well, it was very oh, lovely speaking to you. Thea and Beth are some of our lovely Year 6 and Explorers. We're going to hand over now to Sarah Jane Roop. 
I remembered and she's going to take us to the rest of the service. Good morning everyone, my name is Sarah Jane Root and I would like to welcome you all to Christchurch at home and to our service online and a very warm welcome to those who would not normally be joining us. So following on from last week, I would like to thank all those people who signed the beautiful cards for prisoners. Fantastic for being so prompt. But please be praying for the impact they will have on the prisoners as they receive them and have time to think about them. And thank you also so much to Explorers for sharing their experiences of lockdown. It's all been a bit weird and not what anyone would have been anticipating. Though we all have been affected in different ways, I must say I'm really looking forward to a good haircut. However, I've just heard that my brother-in-law is losing his job because of the economic downturn and maybe that's your situation too. And as we may feel out of control, it's good to remember that our God is in control of everything. He is our great shepherd who leads us through confusing and hard times. So today we are continuing looking at the story of Pentecost in the book of Acts and Sue will be speaking about that later. But to start our service I'm going to read part of Psalm 16 and if you like you can close your eyes and try to imagine and feel what it's like to experience a relationship with God like this. I see the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Let us pray. Father God, we come as we are in our fractured lives as we draw near to you in your mercy, would you draw near to us? Help us by your spirit to worship you because of all the extraordinary things you have done for us through Jesus. Show us your paths of life and fill us with the joy of your presence this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. We're now going to praise God in our singing, so if you'd like to, please do stand, and whatever our situations, let our hearts be glad.
bring to God all the things that we are sorry for. All the things that we have said, done, or thought that we regret. All the things that we want to repent for and ask God for forgiveness for. So as I pray this prayer of confession, why don't you hold all those things in your heart and offer them up to God? So let's bow our head and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, forgive us for all the things that we have done this week that didn't reflect the love and light of Jesus. Forgive us for forgetting the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And help us to daily live out that forgiveness in our lives. Father, forgive us for the times when we mistreated our family or friends, when we put ourselves first instead of others. Would you please help us to model the sacrificial love of Jesus to those around us? I was struck by the illustration that Sarah Jane gave us a few weeks ago about um, pulling out the weeds in her garden, and how we often neglect the roots of those weeds. And as we look at the world around us today, I think that is so relevant. When we think of the racial injustice in our nation and actually around the world, we often forget about the roots. So in this time of confession, I'm going to pray into that as well. Father, forgive this nation and its people for the deeply rooted fear of the other for its long history of injustice and unfair treatment to your people. Help us to be a people who fights for justice and peace. And forgive us for not doing enough, for not being a people who seeks true equality. Father, would you help us bring equality to the forefront of this nation, to help it to become a reality? Would you help uh, the people of the UK, the people of Winchester, and the people of our church to be a people who fights for justice and peace? Amen. Today's reading is taken from Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 39. Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 22. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Brothers, 
I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Explorers, what is a Christian? I think a Christian is a person who prays and goes to church and worships, worships God and Jesus. I think a Christian who put, is someone who puts his faith in God and who trusts him and that he died for our sins. To be a Christian, you have to worship God and believe in Jesus and um, be a Christian and probably be a Christian every day of your life. I think a Christian is someone who talks to God the Father, says prayers and goes to church. I think a Christian is where, uh, where we worship God and we say thank you and and if you're worried or stuck, um, you could think, what would Jesus do? I think the Christian is someone who um, believes Jesus is God's son and died on the cross for us. And what would you say if one of your friends asked you how to become a Christian? I'd probably say... Firstly, you maybe start praying to God. You don't have to do it every day. Just like try, you know, talk to them about how to get into churches and invite them like to youth clubs and stuff like that. I think you might probably would say go to church a lot, worship God, and maybe say thank you and sorry, and maybe tell her him your worries or stuff. Well, start talking to God and then go to church and be baptised. Um, I would say, why don't you come to Christ Church on Sunday and uh, come and, uh, come to a group and have a really fun time. And maybe if they're old enough, they could come to an alpha group. Like, go to church. 
Thank you, Explorers. Wow, Explorers, thank you so much for all your wonderful ideas about what it is to be a Christian and how we can help other people to be Christians too. Such a tricky question. You have brilliant ideas. But when I was asked to think about this, I started thinking back over my life and thinking, what are all the building blocks that are in place that mean that I can now say confidently, I am a Christian. So when I was a child, my parents took me to church. So I might have said at some points that going to church meant that I was a Christian. And when I was a tiny baby, just four months old, I was baptised. So I might have said, I am a Christian and I know I'm a Christian because I go to church and I've been baptised. But being really honest about it, for a lot of my life, I've really struggled with letting God be in charge of my life. I like to be the one who is in control. And it's like I try to wear God's crown. I put God's crown on and I want to be in charge. And I don't let him be king over my life. And so then when it comes to doing the right thing, which is something else that we might say marks us out as Christians, trying to do what God wants us to do. It all falls apart because I'm trying to do it in my strength and I'm not really letting God be in control. But there's hope for me and for all of us, because Peter, in our reading today, Peter explains to us really clearly what we need to do to be a Christian. He says the first building block is that we need to turn to God. We're not doing this in our strength. We need to turn to God. We need to pray. And Peter uses this word. He says we need to repent. We need to turn to God. We need to pray and we need to say sorry to God for all the times that we've ignored him or done things that he wouldn't want us to do. Then when we've done all of that, then we can be baptised in the name and the power of Jesus. And for most of us, that probably involves going to church. And then when we try to do the right thing, we try to do what God wants us to do. It's a little bit better, isn't it? A bit more secure. But I still think there's something missing. Let's go back to Peter and see what he says. I think I've rushed ahead again. Let's take off some building blocks. Peter says we need to turn to God and pray and repent, say sorry for the things we've done wrong. We need to be baptised in the name and the power of Jesus. And then we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we let the Holy Spirit fill us, everything else falls into place. I remember the first time I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was 14 and my mum was seriously ill and she was having an operation and we didn't know if she was going to get better. And for the first time in my life, I really properly prayed and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with peace and calm, which was not how I'd been feeling before. And the Holy Spirit, did not say to me that my mum would be okay, although actually she was. The Holy Spirit told me 
that no matter what happened, God would be with me. And because of that, I could trust in God to look after me. And that meant that I could put God back in his proper place, in charge of my life. And when we do the foundation layer, we turn to God, we pray and we repent. And then we're baptised in the name of Jesus and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's when everything can be the right way round. God can be in his proper place in charge of us. And we can be really certain that we are Christians and that we can be confident in that. looking today at the second half of Peter's great sermon. 
and we'll focus in on the end where he asks his listeners to respond by telling them that they need to be that they need to repent and be baptized because i believe that what we do at the beginning of our life with god paves the way for the whole of our lives with him so in this great sermon it's a well worth looking at on your own or in your small groups in this sermon peter has been showing his listeners his jewish listeners that this jesus is in fact even though he didn't look like royalty he is in fact great king david's greater son he has shown them that jesus of nazareth even though they thought he was a man despised by God, is in fact God's most highly exalted. The Jesus they thought was rejected by God is in fact God's chosen one, their Lord and their Messiah. And of course, they're cut to the heart, as it says. They've got it all wrong. They have been thinking of Jesus in completely the wrong way. And so they say, what shall we do? And that's a question, of course, that each one of us needs to answer when we are faced with who Jesus is. Peter's answer is so simple and yet so profound. He says to them, repent and be baptised in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And that word, repent, is um, an unusual word. It's not one we use in everyday language, but it's one that's used a lot in the Bible. Jesus himself started his ministry with the word repent, and John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus with the same word. So what does it mean? Well, repentance in the, comes from that Greek word metanoia, and it literally means to change one's mind, to think again. And I think it's this attitude of recognition that we are wrong in our thinking and we need to think again. This repenting is not something we do just once in our lives and then never again. In fact, we always need to be aware of how our minds and our hearts are prone to wandering off into wrong ways of thinking and believing. And we need to come back to that place of repentance. Repentance is a daily discipline for us, recognising where we have got it wrong and where we need to change our mind. Jesus was very helpful and gave us a story about this attitude of repentance and how we are to view ourselves before God. He told a story of two people, both of them worshippers, both come into God's presence. And the first one is basically grateful for the fact that he is not as bad as the other one. He says, Lord, thank you that I am not as mean or as racist or as hard-hearted as this other one. His pride, as it were, blinds him to his own faults and his own prejudice and his own wrong thinking. 
whereas the second person comes into God's presence and simply asks for mercy. He recognises that he is a sinner. And when we call ourselves sinners, we're really just simply calling ourselves human because every one of us fails, every one of us sins, none of us is perfect. And so the second one recognises who he is before God and asks for mercy. And Jesus, of course, says that it is he who is the one who is justified before God, in the right relationship before God. This doesn't mean that Jesus wants us to grovel or to have a really poor self-esteem, not at all. What he's suggesting, of course, is that we need to recognise that he is God and we are not. We need to recognise that Jesus is the one who gives us life. There's nothing I can do, however healthily I eat or however much I exercise, to add one day to my life. We need to recognise that Jesus is the one who is full of wisdom. Sometimes I don't know how best to behave or how best to parent my children or what to do in my job, but Jesus does. I think repentance is about moving from a place of self-sufficiency, a place of self-reliance, to a place of total dependence on God. So this place of repentance is a good place to be. It's the place where we recognise again that all we have is from God and all we are is a work of his grace. And it's in that place where the Lord meets us and fills us with his spirit. And this doesn't just happen once in our lives. It happens many, many times. Mark and I have really been enjoying swimming in our little river that's very close to our house. It's only two minutes walk away and it's a beautiful stretch of river. It's freezing cold but we love getting in. The thing is we both get into the water in different ways. Mark goes in slowly, he sort of wades in and waits for his legs to get used to the temperature. Whereas I go a bit more for the short sharp approach and uh, that involves lots of squealing as well. <laughs> but in the end we're both in the water and swimming and loving it. I think of that a bit like baptism. It really doesn't matter how we get baptised, whether we are baptised as babies or as children or as adults. What matters is that we do get baptised because baptism is the sign, the outward sign of this new life that we have been talking about, this life in the spirit, this life that is marked by a dependence on God. I like to think of baptism as an action that speaks a thousand words. It's wonderfully symbolic, but in essence, it's about connecting our lives with the life of Jesus. So just as Jesus died, we too, as it were, die to sin, die to all those things that separate us from God. And just as Jesus was raised to life again, we too are given a new life, 
a spiritual life that is all about living in the power of the Spirit. But one of the best ways of understanding baptism is to look at what happened when Jesus was baptised. As he came up out of the Jordan, there was a voice heard from heaven and the voice said, This is my beloved Son, in him I am well pleased. And that is the same voice that we hear over us when we have connected our lives with Jesus' life. So we hear the voice of God speaking over us. You are my beloved child. I am so pleased with you. Baptism only happens once, but it seems to me that it takes a lifetime to really learn what it means to live as that beloved child of God. It's a little bit like getting married. You have one wedding, but it takes a lifetime to really know what it means to be married. Because baptism is all about God's grace. It's not about what we are doing for him, but it's acknowledging what he has done for us. And that's the same as our life in the spirit. It's all about God's grace. Learning to live as though we are loved. Learning to live with the power of God's spirit to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Now you might have lots of questions uh, around what it means to live this spirit-filled life. Maybe your experience feels very different or distant to what we've been saying over these last few weeks. So I would really encourage you to talk to someone about that, to get prayer. As we have said, we have one baptism, but many fillings. And if you have questions about baptism, then there will always be, of course, the question and answer session after this service. So to finish, I'd like to read some words that Mark and I read uh, when our children were baptised. They're words uh, based from Calvin's writing. And they speak really of God's grace. For you, Jesus Christ came into this world. For you, he lived and showed God's love. For you, he suffered the darkness of Calvary and cried at the last, it is finished. For you, he triumphed over death and rose in newness of life. For you, he ascended to reign at God's right hand. All this he did for you, though you do not know it yet. And so the word of scripture is fulfilled. We love because God first loved us. Amen. Hi everybody, uh, I'm here with Tony and Suma and Kaz and we're going to be having a discussion in the light of the murder of George Floyd in the States and uh, all of the protests and marches that have been going on across the world. And what we want to do is we want to hear from them about their own experience of uh, racial injustice and inequality and we're going to hear from each of them. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to let them introduce themselves. 
Hi, I'm Suma, a, a local um, GP, and I live in Winchester. I've lived here for 20 years, and we've been actually worshipping at Christ Church for all the time that we've been in Winchester. Um, Tony Goldsby, uh, originally from uh, Chicago native, uh, moved to Winchester in 2004, left in 07 when I met Nikki, then moved back in 13. We were married in 08 in Christ Church. Um, we have two four year old twins. Yeah, I've been a part of the Christchurch community since. My name is Kaz, originally from Zambia, and I'm based in the Winchester area. <laughs> Great. Well, it's lovely to have you guys here. I want to start with your telling us about your own experience of racial justice uh, and uh, inequality living here in the UK. Uh, Tony, why don't you start? Um, sure. I think my, my first thought was um, an incident that happened to me. Um, several years ago uh, while I was um, in London sketching. So as an architect, you go around and you look at buildings, you sketch pretty ones, and I was in Hampstead Green. And I was stopped by the police um, for, for sketching. And I was sketching a crematorium um, in Hampstead Green. And they asked what I was doing. And I said, well, I'm an architect. I just want to sketch buildings. And I said, well, you know, the, they cited something based on it, it being a potentially a terrorist act. And I said, well, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's probably one of the clearest examples I've had of just being harassed unnecessarily. And I think it was just bizarre to be harassed like that for sketching. Cass, what about you? One of the ones that I, I definitely remember is um, while I was a student at the University of Warwick and um, I was looking for a job and I was signed up with uh, an agency. I got this job. And I was there just for a day. I think I didn't fit the look. And then um, at the end of the day, I was told, I think I was told when I got home or something not to come back. And no one could explain why. Yeah, that was the first time blatantly it was thrown in my face. Let's sort of, let's bring it a little bit closer to home. Um, most people would say Winchester is a fantastic place to live, specifically in Winchester. What's your experience been here? Um, thank you, Simon. Um, well, actually, um, walking around Winchester, um, you know, I haven't really faced any particular instances myself, whether that's because I was oblivious to it, I might well have been. But my husband, um, he, he cycles a lot. Um, and once he, he was cycling and um, uh, some people called him a Paki. Um, and of course, we've got nothing to do with Pakistan. But, um, you know, he was a bit shaken by that. Uh, but that didn't stop him from going out cycling. Um, I've been egged before here. Um, walking, um, I was walking on Stockbridge Road. Um, it was early evening. Nikki and I were walking. There were other people in the street. But, you know, we were, we were egged by passengers driving, passengers by driving in a car which is just sort of an odd instance. Um, and I get the kind of the sort of the static stuff where people cross the street when you're walking towards them, even though there's enough room on the footway to move around. And so, you know, I've had those sort of passive type moments, but it's kind of hard to say, well, you're racist for it. Maybe they were worried about their security per se, but, you know, it's just kind of weird that, you know, people may see you as a threat. Um, let's, let's move on to, to, to church life. And it would just be fascinating to hear from each of you what your experience um, of church life is like and whether church has always been a supportive and an easy place to be or not uh, and I guess that's, that's more generally but also specifically um, here at Christ Church. Um, 
So um, church has always been a great place of uh, support and love. You know, I love Christ Church. I've, it never once occurred to me that I would encounter racism there. It's always been a place that I've gone to for prayer. Um, Samuel was born after 10 years of infertility for me and my husband. And we've had a lot of prayer from Christchurch over that period of time. We lost four babies before we had Samuel. And, you know, when I talked about my experiences one day before Samuel was born at Oasis, the women there, you know, unanimously said, we're going to fast and pray for Sam, for, for Suma. And for a week, uh, you know, everyone fasted and prayed. And nine months later, Samuel was born. I, I agree. I mean, we don't see a lot of diversity in Christchurch. And that might just be the demographics. I hope that we are welcoming to everybody. Um, and again, we don't talk about it. And again, I'm as much guilty as anyone else for not talking about it because I was led to believe that the more quiet you kept about it, it would just go away. Um, but of course, I realise now that that's, that's not the case and, and it's okay to talk about it. Kaz, what about you? Um, <clears throat> I've been coming to Christchurch since twenty end of 2016. One of the reasons we chose to stay in Christchurch was we did feel um, it felt homey and you know, it felt welcoming enough. But, you know, obviously, you know, when you're one or, you know, the, you're in the minority, you do notice that, oh, you know, I, I do stick out like a sore thumb here. And <laughs> but that's not a problem. You know, uh, that's not a problem for me. You know, it's, uh, I feel like I'm adding something. So generally, I've had positives, you know, the church has been my family in the two decades that I've lived in this, in Europe. Um, negatively, churches can be clicky, you know, and Christ church is not an exemption, you know, so it, it, it can be a lot harder, not because of the skin of the color of my skin, but just generally it can be hard to, you know, make real relationships because of those clicks. Last question then, uh, to all of you. If, you could, if you could suggest one thing that Christians in the UK uh, should be doing to, to grapple with this and, and to understand it, but also to make some change, um, what might it be? Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts? If people want to um, embrace change, I think within the, within the church, I think aligning ourselves with um, aspects of social justice that we find important uh, within our own community doesn't mean necessarily you have to go um, very far to find that. But I mean, I think there's issues with, you know, poverty within, within Hampshire. And I think if there's topics of social justice that can be openly um, discussed, I think that would um, open people's hearts to um, either prejudice or discrimination or um, just other aspects that I don't, I don't think fulfills the, the kingdom of God in, in the way that um, it should be fulfilled. Thank you. Suma? Um, I think um, we could um, pray more. Um, and when we have our corporate prayer, I think bringing that and talking about it and praying about it, we, we could start talking about it um, in the way that we talk about safeguarding or, you, you know, to make it, you know, to make it come out into the mainstream life of the church. Kaz, what about you? For me, and this is personal, 
getting out of our comfort zones, okay, if you're going to do social justice, be curious enough to know what's out there. Let's not just, you know, talk about, you know, something that I'm comfortable with, something that doesn't make my skin crawl, you know, let's be comfortable to go out there and experience what the world, what's in the world, what's happening, you know, the reality, not just what's comfortable for us and easy to get to. Um, also, it's just, I think, just being self-aware, you know, Suma was talking about being prayerful and I'm guilty of mm. this, you know, we need to pray more, but, you know, let's be self-aware and I check my motives. Every time I'm doing something, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? You know, is it as unto the Lord? Is it just to look good, uh, you know, in front of everyone? What, what's my motive? And because even I, as a black person, can be biased, you know, so it's a balancing act for everyone. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for being part of this conversation. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Suma. Thank you, Kaz. Uh, we love having you as part of our community. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. Uh, and uh, we really hope that our conversation will have uh, moved people forward, help them to understand things a bit more clearly, uh, and uh, will help us as Christians here in this place to pray, uh, to be sensitive, to be curious, and let's get out of our comfort zones. Uh, so thank you to all of you. Thank you. Let us pray. Lord God, we confess to you the failings of our country and our church in standing up for justice for all. We are sorry that we have ignored the demands of righteousness and those who have been overlooked or oppressed. We thank you that it is your will and command that in the body of your church there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, nor is the male and female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. We long to live that more fully here at Christ Church and in our city. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy. Sustain and support the anxious. Be with those who care for the sick and lift up all who are brought low, that we may find comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus our Lord. We pray for our city of Winchester and for its prosperity. We pray for all the churches in our city that they may stay faithful to Jesus. We pray that you would give each church community grace and wisdom at this time to cope with the new demands and challenges of lockdown and to carry on standing up for the gospel in this place. We pray for our hospitals, GP surgeries, pharmacies and care homes for their safety for there to be places of healing and wholeness and compassion. And we pray for the Watkinson family as they prepare to move this week. We continue to thank you for them and pray that you will bless this dear family as they move from Winchester 
and make them a blessing in their new surroundings and with their new responsibilities. And we pray also for Craig and for Bethany and the family as Craig continues on furlough. We pray that you would bless his studies and bring him back refreshed and fizzing with new ideas at the end of June. And we pray for all in our church community who are sad or lonely or frustrated. And we pray that you would draw close to us all. And we pray, loving God, that you would teach us and move us to carry one another's burdens and to seek out one another's welfare. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi everybody, my name is Michael and I'm part of the staff team here at Christchurch. And I'm just going to end the service uh, by letting you all know about the exciting things that we're up to this week, all the things that you can get involved with. But before we do that, we've got um, a video by Simon talking about giving here at Christchurch. So take it away, Simon. We love being part of this church community together and we do our very best to help each other. We're here to help you. If you're struggling financially, please contact the Early Church Fund. We really can help. If you need financial advice, please contact Frontline Debt Advice. And if you need help with food and day-to-day essentials, please contact Winchester Basics Bank. And we need your help. We need your gifts of time, prayer and money and encourage every church member to work out how they can regularly support us financially. For help and more information on how you give to Christchurch and if you'd like to change what you give, please visit ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give or scan the QR code on the screen. Thank you very much. Hey everyone, so I know Michael said he was going to do the notices, but suddenly he's got really busy and so he's asked me to do the notices instead. So I'll do the best with all the information that he gave me. So Father's Day is coming up soon, it's on the 21st of June. And to celebrate, we want you all to send in really funny stories about your dad. The most dad thing they have ever done. So that could be something really embarrassing, really kind. We don't really mind wonders at all. As long as you think it's hilarious and worthy of sharing, please do record yourself and send that to jack.percy at ccwinch.org.uk by Tuesday evening next week. As the lockdown restrictions are easing a little, we're looking at how we can use the church again. And so we have a team who are um, preparing for adapting to each different phase that gets introduced. We're looking at really exciting and new ways to use the church building because we know it's going to be a really long time until we can get back to our normal services back at Christchurch. And we'll keep you updated as these developments occur. For now though, do take the opportunity to start meeting up with members of your small groups uh, friends and families for small social events. You could take a stroll up St Catherine's Hill, you could have a barbecue, or you could even have a picnic. We really miss seeing you all, and we want to encourage you to meet together safely in the meantime. 
early, we are going to be running a Christchurch Winchester Big Talent Night on Friday the 3rd of July. And we're looking for you guys to send in all your amazing skills. Can you impress the rest of church? Record your best talent act. It could be music or comedy, juggling or gymnastics. It could be anything that you think is worthy of the talent show. Please do send them in and amaze us with all your skills. Send them in to jack.percy at ccwinch.org.uk And lastly, I know a lot of us have missed doing worship together at Christchurch. And so we have restarted evening worship at 7pm every single Sunday. You can join us on Facebook Live and a different worship leader will be leading every week. Can't wait to see you all there this evening. Thank you guys so much for listening to all those notices. Um, I know Michael is usually so good at giving them, so I hope I could live up to his name. We're going to end the service now by singing together, Yes and Amen. So if you're willing and able, please do stand and uh, worship together with us.
Isn't it wonderful that we can come to our Father through Jesus anywhere and any time of day? Isn't it wonderful too that when we repent and put our trust in Jesus, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, thus rekindling our relationship with God our Father? What a privilege. Father, we must ask for a refilling of your, uh, your Holy Spirit to overflowing every day so that your Spirit, like an ever-flowing river, will pour from us into our communities, into our city, our nation and the world. Sadly, we have come to the end of our service. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. It's lovely to celebrate as one, even though we are apart. We would like to thank everyone who has taken part in the service this week, to those seen on screen, especially to those who have given testimonies and to those who have worked arduously behind the scenes putting everything together. This week, I've been pondering on what has been happening around the world and the words of the blessing I have chosen to use have spoken powerfully to me. But before I say the blessing, I need to remind you that Simon will be available to answer questions on this morning's service in his weekly Q&A session. You have approximately five minutes at the end of the service to make a quick cup of coffee or tea, or in my case, water, before the session starts. Now to the blessing. Go forth to the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. We will see you in a few minutes for the Q&A. If not, do enjoy this coming week. <laughs>